for that. I just was um, running late and really wanted to be part of the class this morning, and we uh, I just didn't make it in 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 the time. But um, that was a very good class this morning. If you were here, uh, the subject of that class is what I'm talking about, and uh, so I apologize on that uh, on this morning. Uh, allow me to, if you don't mind, this morning to just, uh, and, and I must be honest, I, I did not know what I was going to preach this morning, and, and it was not because I didn't try to study, uh, but it was, and I really believe, and we're talking about the Holy Spirit, is that right? I believe the Holy Spirit will clog the minds of preachers sometimes, that what you feel you ought to preach I believe sometimes it clogs your mind. And, uh, and it wasn't until last night I received a call. I was at the neighborhood Walmart, <laughs> and, uh, and I was in my car, and I missed a call, and I returned the call, and I spoke to this guy. And, uh, and it was not until I spoke to this guy that, that, that I believe the Lord directed me on what direction I should go in. And that's why I'm going to do what I'm going to do this morning. Um. We're going to go back next week, and we're going to pick up in an area prior to where we're going to start today because you need to know what, le what, what leads up what's prior to where we are today, rather. We want to lead up to where we are, rather, should I say. And, and you need to know next week, uh, who's your mama? Who's your mama? I know you heard the phrase before, correct? But I'm going to give you the biblical phrase of it. Why I'm saying who's your mama? So you got to come back next week to hear that one, and uh, and so we'll start up chapter five, verse one, and we'll back up some in chapter four, and then you will understand why and what I'm saying uh, on today. But the Holy Spirit is real, and uh, if you do not yield to Him, you will yield to a different spirit. Are you listening to me? <laughs> you will yield to a different spirit if you do not yield to the Holy Spirit of God. And I picked up here this morning in Galatians chapter 5, and uh, I won't but Steph uh, right quickly uh, to, uh, well, reread that again for me, if you don't mind, Galatians 5, verses 20 and 21. Read that for me uh, again, and let's take a look at that one uh, on today. What does he say? Idolatry. Sorcery. Idolatry. And, and we're not going to, we can't stop because that's not my focus this morning, but we will come back to idolatry uh, afterwards. And I decided that uh, the Holy Spirit is too important to the church for me to end it in the month of February. Uh, we, we got to go on into March uh, with, with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, I, amen. Uh, because if the Holy Spirit is a person and he lives inside of us and his his, his purpose is to, is to make us into the image of God. He wants to make our lives whole. That's, what, that's, 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 why, he, that's why he came to, to lead us. And uh, the uh, Holy Spirit is very important uh, to us because I think sometimes we just, we just ignore him spiritually on purpose. And I think we, 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 we need to uh, understand him. So idolatry is one. The next one is what? Witchcraft. Witchcraft. Hatred. Witchcraft. Witchcraft. That's, that's, that's demonic spirits here. 
And you need to understand what's happening in Galatia. Galatia is comprised with two kinds of people, the Jews and Gentiles. The Gentiles had some, some paganistic practices that some of them were trying to bring inside the churches in Galatia. So you could understand why Paul would say idolatry or witchcraft because sometimes we bring in lifestyles, ways, and attitudes from outside of God's ways into the church where it does not need to be. And so Paul says, yes, witchcraft, and what? Hatred. Hatred. Jews and Gentiles did not get along. You should not feel a certain way about your brothers and sisters, regardless of what ethnicity or race they may be. He says variants. Read. Emulations. Emulations. We're going to deal with all this stuff, but I read on. Wrath. Wrath. Strife. Wrath. Now, what is the church of God dealing with wrathful spirits? Strife and what else? Seditions. Read on. Heresies. Go on to verse 21. Envyings. Envyings. Now, notice he didn't say envying. He said envyings. <laughs> he envied me. I envy him. He said envyings. Read on. Murders. Murders. Don't tell me we don't need the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm, I'm, this is in, this, these are practices. Read on. He says what? Drunkenness. No, you didn't. Drunkenness. Drunkenness. Are, are y'all listening to me? This is enough to bring tears to your eyes. This is in God's house. I know it was in Galatia, but I want y'all to know that stuff is practiced in the church today. These are lifestyles. And watch what he says. Drunkenness. Read on. He says what? Revelings. Revelings. Now that's my word this morning. This one here. This is my word right here. Revelings. Do you see it? And read. And such like. And such like. Back up. Go First Peter chapter 4. First Peter chapter 4 and verse number 3. 1 Peter 4, verse 3. If you have it, verse Steph, the Bible says, For the time past of our life uh -huh. may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles. Watch this here. For in what time past? Time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of God, or Gentiles rather, read, when we walked in lasciviousness. When we walked, walked past time. Walked in what? Lasciviousness. In lasciviousness. What else? Lust. <laughs> well, you better watch this spirit right up in here. Read on. Excess of wine. Ex ex excess, remember, drunkenness. Y'all remember that? Drunkenness. Now that was Paul in Galatia. This is Peter. Two different authors. Two different audiences. He says excess of wine. 
Read. Reveling. There it is again. So the life patterns and practices that Paul dealt with in Galatia, Peter was dealing with his people of his day and time. That's why in the kingdom of God, we ought to preach the same thing. Say, so have the same mind. He says, revelings, that's our word this morning. Read on. Banquetings and abominable idolatries. <clears throat> now, let's just uh, bring that first point right quickly uh, up there. First point, first slide this morning. And uh, now, I want to just briefly explain Galatians 5, 21 uh, and 22, uh, 20 and 21 rather than 1 Peter 4, 3. And, and what, and then I'm going to define some, some uh, words for you. Uh, Galatians 5, 20 and 21, uh, in verse 19, I believe, 18, 19, he says that you, if you be led by the Spirit, if you be led by the Spirit, if you be led by the Spirit, because just because you're in the church don't mean you're led by the Spirit. Have you ever seen strife and envies and hatred? Talking about among God's people, gossiping. That's because we are not yielding to the spirit. Have you ever gotten drunk? I mean, and, and I know you, 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 you're ashamed to say that you've gotten drunk, but, but listen, um, those are practices. That's, that's reality. That's, that's real. Have you ever been to a party? Don't raise your hand. And they, they had drinking and drugs and, 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 and looseness. Or have you ever been to that kind of club? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep it real with y'all this morning. And, and uh, I don't know no other reason uh, but to do it like this. And... Uh, but Paul says that you be led by the Spirit, if you are led by the Spirit, rather. And Paul wants us to know that if you are not led by the Spirit, that you are being led by some other Spirit. And that's why he says, for the works of the flesh are evident, or they are clearly seen. The works of the flesh are not guided by the Spirit of God. That's why they're called works of the flesh. And next week, perhaps, we'll get into that. What is the natural man? Who is, the, who is he? What is the natural man versus the spirit man? And, and Paul says that there are works of the spirit or rather of the flesh. And he lists them as we just read them. And he wants us to know that each one of those acts or practices are being led by that kind of spirit. So if you are involved in drinking and excess wine and drunkenness, then you are led by a drunkard kind of a spirit. If you hate individuals, you are led by that kind of a spirit. If you gossip, you are led by that kind of a spirit. And, and trust me, all of us 
are found uh, somewhere in Galatians 5. And if your list had not been named, uh, that's why Paul says, and the such like. So he may have not listed yours particularly and specifically, but you are in here. So he says, you're being led by the spirit, so or by those spirits, and so you should not, that should not be because it goes against the practices and the will of God. And in Peter, Peter says, now you used to be this way. And he said that was fine then because you were unknowledgeable of the ways of God. So that not that it was fine with God and not that it was fine with your soul and your salvation, but it was fine because you, you didn't come into the knowledge of God yet. You haven't received the truth of God yet. Now that you have received the truth of God, now that you are in the knowledge of God, he says you are now responsible and God can hold you responsible to his now knowledgeable laws that is privy to your hearts. So Peter says, you used to practice this. But he says, you shouldn't be practicing it now. He says, because you come out of that lifestyle and attitudes and actions. He says, you should be living a life that is an example to your family, friends, and co-workers, and you should be living a life, a life of light that shows an example that you have come out of that lifestyle, not go back into the lifestyle. Because if you go back into the lifestyle, uh, that, that's what happened to in Galatians 5 and Galatians 4. They were trying to go back to something, and, and, and that something was not based on the Spirit of God. So Peter says, this is not, this is not what you ought to, ought to do. And so, by way of definition, I just want to show some of you this, this morning. This word reveling, this word reveling or revelings, you might just want to jot this down perhaps, or maybe you, you're mentally strong. It means noisy and partying. Carousing, which is noisy and orgies and whatnot. The word in the New King James Version is not called revelings, but it's revelries. In the NIV and the ESV is the word orgies. In the ISV, it means wild celebrations or partying. In the ASB, uh, NASB, carousing. The original Greek word here is the word cosmos. It carries connotation of, of, of letting loose. We call it let your hair down. We just going we just gonna let loose, girl, tonight. We just gonna whatever come our way, whoever come our way, we just gonna let loose tonight. We just gonna go, we just gonna get wild with it. They are engaging in revelings. Whatever come, girl, it, it don't make no we just gonna do whatever we gonna do tonight. Hello, somebody. <laughs> I know you didn't come for this one this morning. <laughs> Give me my subject right quickly. Throw me something, mister. Throw me something, mister. 
And, 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 and you know this deals with Mardi Gras. Fat Tuesday. And, uh, and, and I, I shall not be long this morning, I promise you, but I just want to, I, I, I just, I, I believe the Holy Spirit did not want me to go past this Sunday without talking about this here. The reason why the Holy Spirit can lead us to here is because some of us practice this. We are involved with this. We attend there. Have you ever been to the Zulu? Don't raise your hand. Please don't raise your hand. That's in New Orleans. <laughs> uh, parades. And, and people say, it's just a party. But should Christians go to every kind of party? It's just a parade. But do you actually know what kind of parade it really is? So you have already seen Galatians chapter 5 in short, 1 Peter 4, 3 in short. So you have already seen that. But I want you to understand, go to my second slide there. I want you really to understand what's going on in the whole midst of this. Worship is involved. Now you may not know worshiping is involved, but worship is involved when you deal with Mardi Gras. Because Mardi Gras really deals with gods and goddesses. Greek mythology. Must I say that every crew that comes represents a different god. Every float that floats by you represents either a different god or a different goddess. And when you say Throw me something, mister. Folk don't really know what they're asking for. That's why you're quiet this morning. It involves worship because every float represents a god or a goddess. And when they, we'll get to the beads part, but, but you go to parades and you get all these pretty beads. And you wear them around your neck. And you put them on your wrist. And you give them to your children. But you really don't know what the beads represent. <laughs> Worship is going on. It's allegoric, if you will. It's almost like a, like a, like a narrative with a deeper meaning. You see the literal part, but you don't understand the symbolic part. And so worshiping is going on at those parties and at those parades. So there are gods involved. Somebody say, I don't, I don't worship, I don't worship those gods. I don't, I don't, I don't worship that float. It's about what the float means and your association. And your participation with what's going on. If you don't, how you know you don't worship it? You don't even know perhaps that it's a God. How do you know 
that you're not participating. You are in the atmosphere. You are part of the activities. Hello, somebody. This thing is deeper than what you, I, I got a secret to tell you at the end, though. Paul told him, gave him a secret. You need to know the secret and understand the secret. Just go ahead and give me my next slide right quickly. Watch this here. What about the bees? What about the bees? Yeah, th there's three different colors. Green, purple, and gold. And justice represents, is represented there by, uh, by the purple. They say this is justice, faith, is the green and, and, and gold is the power. How can it be justice or how can it be just when it represents the works of the flesh? Hello, somebody. How can it be just when it represents the works of the flesh? See, you're quiet. <laughs> Faith. It represents, that's the green bee. Faith represents the green bee. My question is, if it represents faith, then faith in who? This is allegoric. You, you, it's, it's the power, the gold. It's not empowering you, it's making you powerless. And so Paul was telling them in Galatia, when you allow these kinds of things to be part of your life, you are not led by the spirit and you are led by the flesh and now the people of God is powerless when you ought to be powerful. Every bead you catch, I'm talking about allegorically, symbolically, represents, give me my other slide, represents a different spirit. See, you thinking you are just part of the parade. Every time they throw something off of the float, and they don't always throw bees, they throw other things. And you're asking them to tell Mr. Uh, the person, give me something good, give me something cool, give me something excited. You got children, hey, throw me a, throw me a bead, and grown-ups, throw me a, over a bead, throw me, throw me a bead, they get all excited about this. The, the atmosphere is taken over by orgies and carousing and, and, and revelings. You know, there's, there's the, the float of, uh, or the crew of uh, Artemis, I believe. The crew of Bacchus. Uh, there's the crew of Rex. Huh? Yeah. When they flash up on the news, pay attention to what crew, what parade is coming. Each one represents a different God. Rex is a god. Artemis is a god. The crew of Zeus, that's a god with a small g. Bacchus is a god. Why am I talking about revelings and, 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 and drunkenness? Because Bacchus is the god of drunkenness. See, when you're participating in these things, you're participating, not even knowing the source or the origin. And you know, I was, you know, and I'm going to say this. There are some churches of Christ don't even teach on this. 
Amen. Anyhow, they don't even teach on this. They don't even mess with Mardi Gras. How can you live in South Louisiana and not talk about Mardi Gras? If you're living in Indiana, if you're living in New York, if you are in Minnesota, you don't have to deal with Mardi Gras like we deal with Mardi Gras. There is no place in the United States, uh, probably but Brazil, that deals with Mardi Gras like we deal with Mardi Gras in South Louisiana. Beads. Brother Vils, you know, I just, I, we just go out there and we just let the children, you know, just, we just want to do something fun uh, with the children. Take them to Chuck E. Cheese. Throw them a backyard party. But keep them away from these kinds of spirits. Ah. Mm. Uh. See, Brother Steph, I want to go to Timothy right quickly. Y'all still doing all right? I'm almost done. And remember, I have to give you the secret, right? Still have to give you the secret there. And uh, you need to know the secret because it is very... Important for you, I think I want First Timothy chapter 3 or 4, but Steph, right quickly, and uh, uh, whole First Peter chapter 4. <laughs> now, <clears throat> just put back the, throw me something, mister, and you can just leave that there for now. There's something that is going to happen Tuesday, well, Wednesday. Twelve o'clock Wednesday morning. If you go to New Orleans Monday and Tuesday, streets are gonna be filled with parades and people. Twelve o'clock. Twelve o'clock Wednesday morning. They shut it down. Street sweepers comes out. They shut it down. It's allegoric. It's not just literal. It's symbolic. It's worshiping gods, but if you don't know, you'll be consumed by those spirits. And you'll say, it's just a parade. And you'll say, it's just and you'll say it's just colors, but it's what they represent. Yes, it's just beads, and bead within itself is not sinful. A float within itself is made out of materials. That's not sinful. It's what it represents. They shut down the streets in New Orleans at 12. Street sweepers come out at 12 because religiously, as Wednesday is coming to town. And you can sin all you want before as Wednesday comes to town. 
this is allegorically, literal and symbolically. The Catholic Church has a hold on the state of Louisiana, especially South Louisiana. We would be better if we lived in Bosha. We would be better but a tray if we were from Shreveport, but we're not. <laughs> don't you think that don't affect the church? This stuff affects the people in the church. The Catholic Church. <laughs> you, you don't talk against the Catholic Church now. But the Catholic Church will bring Ash Wednesday and tell their people it's okay. That's what they're saying. It's okay. I want y'all to get this. It's all right for you to sin. But when Ash Wednesday comes, you'll be found there receiving your ashes. Make the sign of a cross on your forehead. Confess your sins. And start the 40-day process of Lent season where you have to give up something. Y'all. Thank you, Sister Young. I, I wanted to make mention of it, but it slipped my mind, but it was in yours. On Fridays, you don't eat meat. On Wednesdays, you don't eat meat. On Good Friday, you don't eat meat. And, and, and they pulled this stuff about a 40-day fast with Jesus. And they said because Jesus did it, it gives us the right to do it. But the fast was never for you. It was for Jesus. And if you want to give up something, give up like Jesus did. Don't come up and talk about give up one thing. Uh-uh. Fast 40 days and just drink some water. If you want to keep the thing real, just do it like he did it. Don't allude to him and say because he did it, we will give up something during Lent season. So watch this here. So after Easter, actually Lent season stopped a little bit before Easter, but they tell you you can send all you want to Ash Wednesday. I want you to see this. Sin up to Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday come, stop. Give up something. Lent season. What? The Bible don't teach us to give up something. The Bible says everybody who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Don't give one sin up. Give all of them up. How you going to give one sin but I can hold on to the rest of That's hypocrisy. I remember as a boy, because I came up Catholic, and we would come down the aisle, and the priest would stand before the church, and we would come, and he would have the ashes, and he would place the ashes on our foreheads. That's the sign of a cross, if you didn't know what this is. And, uh, and, and, and uh, on the beads that you have, they got the cross there. And, 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 and so we would come down and sometime uh, they would have a cross of Jesus where we would come and we would kiss the feet of Jesus on the cross. Well, that wasn't Jesus, but it was, uh, y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> there were things called a bazaar. A bazaar was a fair that was held on the church grounds. 
they could have drinking. <laughs> I wish I had a church. They could have bingo. Y'all, all that stuff is going on on the church grounds. Revelings, carousing, partying atmosphere. And what, what they do is, is, is after this period of time is done, then you can pick up what you gave up. Now, y'all, that don't make no sense. And the people that follow that kind of doctrine don't even know they've been led to the slaughter. That's why false, see, in Galatians, y'all, they had false teachers. That's, that's what was going on. And I'm, I'm going to show you when we go back next week, that's what was going on. And you got to watch false teachers in the church that will cause the church to deviate from Scripture. Listen, if I don't see it in Scripture, if I don't read it in Scripture, then I ought not practice it in the church. Because that's being led by the flesh. Y'all, if I was led by the flesh, if I, listen, if, if, if I would allow the flesh to, to take over our worship, I'm telling you, you would not know this is the church of my Lord. After I get finished with it with the flesh, I would have Kanye West up in here. I'd be like, Kanye, now look, I don't, I know, man, look, I, I don't have no money, but look, come, look, man, we're going to pick up a love offering for you. And if you come, Kanye, everybody coming too. So come on up here and do your thing. Church would be packed if I would allow us to be led by what? Flesh. Because all Kanye did, and I'm not saying Kanye not sincere. I don't, I don't, Kanye may be sincere. But Kanye ain't being led by no Holy Spirit. He might be genuine. I don't know. Kanye may love the Lord. I don't know. But he ain't led by the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit ain't going to let you to bring a, a, a club on the pulpit. Amen, somebody. And that's all he got. Amen. If you just listen to it, that's all he got. It's a big party going on. That's it. But it ain't being led by the Spirit of God because I can't even find it inside the Scriptures. <sighs> He says, 1 Peter, 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 4. I'm closing. Told you I was not going to be long. I can just hear somebody, that was long. <laughs> Y'all right over there, Niger? <laughs> Children hard on the preacher, hard on the preacher. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 1. Come on and say what? Now the Spirit speak it expressly. Now stop right here. Now the Spirit what? Speak it openly. It's the Holy Spirit, y'all. Speaking openly. And I want to show you something. And now the Spirit speaking expressly read. That in the latter times. That in the latter times. Some shall depart from the faith. Now, y'all. Some shall depart. All of them have departed now. It was some back yonder. All of them have departed now. He says some will depart from the what? They have but one faith. It had but one faith, y'all, in the Bible. There wasn't no Baptist, Catholic, Methodist, Presbyterian, Pentecostal. They had but one faith in the Bible, but they have left the faith. Watch this. Read. He says what? 
Giving heed to seducing Giving spirits. Giving heed to what? Seducing. Giving heed to what? Seducing. Seducing what? Spirits. Anybody up in here ever been seduced? And all you adults should have said amen. No, good and well you done been seduced some kind of way. What happens, y'all, I'm, I'm trying to show you. See, if you can understand the sensual and the sexual, you can understand the spiritual. The devil seduces us. The same, the same thing is happening. He doesn't do it the same way, but, but, but he goes after the same thing, and he deals with the flesh. He says what, myself? He says uh, seducing spirits and doctrine. Oh, y'all remember we were reading them things? Y'all thought, thought I was just saying that, right? Seducing spirits. There are demonic spirits that seduces us. That at least try, rather, to seduce you. Huh? Have you ever seduced somebody? You might be married, but you might have seduced them before you were married. Seducing spirits. Y'all see that S? Y'all see that S? And what, but Steph? And doctrines. And doctrines. And those are teachings, y'all. And in the church of Galatia, what was happening in the region of Galatia, there were heresies, there were teachings, there were doctrines being taught. And he says here in Timothy, Paul says, there are doctrines of what? Of devils. Y'all, do you see this? I'm trying to show you the source. The source. Read on, read on, read on. Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their it's, conscience. It's just too much. It's, it's too much to deal with. Speaking what? Lies. How can a religious organization as Catholicism tell you it's cool to sin, but we're going to stop right over here doing mid-season. Now, you, you can't do this. You, you smoking, you well, stop smoking. You drinking, stop smoking. Put that aside for a little while. Just We'll let you pick it up after a while. Lies. Lies. Lies, lies in. I want you to get this. It's not just lies, y'all, but it's covered by hypocrisy. Whew. Read on, Brustel. Having their conscience seared. Having their what? Having their conscience seared. If the devil takes your mind, he got you. Having their conscience seared. Their conscience are branded. With a hot eye. They, they are insensitive to what sin is. That's why they can be led and seduced so easily. When you are insensitive to what sin is, you don't even know what sin is. That's why what is sin to God ought to be sin to you. That's why what bothers God should bother you. That's why what God hates, you should hate as well. Sit with a what? With a hot iron. Read on, Brustelf. I can't deal with it all. Just read. Forbidding to marry. Say what? Forbidding to marry. Say what? Forbidding to marry. They speak against marriage. And I'm telling you, and I'm not, I'm not going to say this is, and I, I believe it is. I'm not going to tell you, you know, you take what you want, that this is exactly what the Catholic Church is. But I want you to know this is sure enough, this sure enough is what they deal with. And even though he may not be talking to them about them specifically, that same spirit that had them is the same spirit controlling the Catholic Church today. Same one. 
Same one. Same one. They don't even ask questions. They got a pope. You, don't never, you never read about him in the Bible. But he, he leads the Catholic Church. But he ain't even in the scriptures. Are y'all listening to me? The Bible says forbidden to marry. They ought to let them people marry. I said they ought to let them people marry. The Bible says it is not good for a man to be alone. Don't leave him with no little boys. It is not good for a man to be alone because if he's alone with a boy, his mind will begin to start thinking other things. You keep a man locked up in a cage for a while and you'll see the men will start looking good to him. I didn't have to say amen. It's right anyhow. It's not good for a man to be alone. Are you listening to me, men? Are you listening to me, boys? It's not good for a man to be alone. And when you go after somebody, you don't go after somebody of the same sex. You go after somebody of the opposite sex. I was watching SVU. That's what that thing called, Neil, SVU? I got to watch it because my wife watch it. And uh, <laughs> I, I like it sometimes too. I like it sometimes too. And they had two priests there. One priest had molested a girl. And the other priest had impregnated a, a woman. And this priest who impregnated a woman had a little girl about nine years old. The little girl didn't know that the priest was a father, but he would come back every Christmas to visit. And he had an excuse where he came and visit the children, but he was coming to see his daughter. He was a priest. And I know that's a serious, but that stuff is true. There's evidence in Catholic churches, old ones, of babies, skeletons found inside the walls of old Catholic churches. You know why them baby skeletons are there? Because those priests were sleeping with those nuns. And they got rid of those babies and they placed them inside the walls of the Catholic Church. That's evidence, y'all. That's proof. That's not speculative. That's real. And these, these priests are sleeping with these boys. And with these nuns. How you going to be locked up in a Vatican? And how you going to be locked up in churches with these nuns roaming around? And you up in there by yourself. And you don't think your mind ain't going to wander and ain't going to start thinking something wrong with you. Not if he's heterosexual. Amen, somebody. If he's, I don't care how much clothes she got on. If he's heterosexual, his mind is going to begin to what? To wander. That's why you ought to marry. But it's lies and hypocrisies. They forbid to marry. Read, myself. And commanding to abstain from meats, which God had created. Oh, oh. They command to abstain from meats. I just told you about Lent, right? And you know, folk, folk will go out of their way. Oh, no, I, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. It's Friday. I don't eat meat on Friday. I don't eat meat on Friday. They'll drive across town to go get a fish sandwich. <laughs> They'll go to the nearest fishing pond. Catch it, clean it, fry it. Be late for work and tell the boss, I, can't, I couldn't eat no meat. I, I could, I'm Catholic. I can't eat meat. And then one of the things that get me, y'all, is this, is that some people 
who ain't even Catholic ain't eating meat on Friday. This thing done got so bad, it done spread in South Louisiana. Well, folk who ain't even Catholic, the Baptists don't even eat meat no more. The Presbyterian don't eat meat. The Pentecostal don't eat meat. I'm trying to tell you they have been seduced. Let me tell you something. This is the book of Thessalonians, but I'm not going to deal with that. You are seduced so much when you don't even know you have been seduced. It is a bad thing when you think you got truth, but you have been seduced, you have been manipulated, and the thing you think you got that's real is not real. That's Thessalonians. I want you to know there are some Christians who are going to lose their souls because they think they are, and because of the devil's seduction, cause you to see as though you are, but you are not. You have deceived yourself. The reading says, which God had created to be received with thanksgiving. Read. Of them of which them believe. That what? Which believe. That believe. And know the truth. And, and know. And know. And know the truth, y'all. There's the spirit of error, and there's the spirit of truth. And there's one of them that's leading your life. And there's one of them that are leading churches today. And I want you to know we should ever be mindful. We should always place ourselves underneath the spiritual microscope of the word of God to see whether or not those things that we are doing is pleasing to God. And church, if it's not pleasing, that's not the problem. The problem is, it's when you fail to repent. The sin is wrong, is bad, but the sin can be corrected. It's when your sin is never corrected. Here's my secret in closing. I didn't forget the secret. Get for me. Galatians 5, verse number, uh, go back in verse number 21 right quickly. Galatians 5, read. Envying. Envying. Murders, murderers, drunkenness, drunkenness, reveling, revelings, and such like, and such like. Read of the which I tell you before, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in past time, in past time, time past. Read that they which do such things, read, shall not inherit. They that do such things should what shall not inherit. Shall not inherit what the kingdom of god the kingdom of god now this is the eternal kingdom y'all they were already in the kingdom of christ he says those who will practice these kinds of things he said y'all don't look like, don't look forward to go to heaven because you have already established your own kingdom they have gone about to establish their own righteousness he said don't look don't look don't, don't you practicing this, and y'all, practices here is in the present tense. That means that they're doing it, and they're doing it consistently. It has become a practice of theirs. The problem, sinning, y'all, all of us going to sin. That's not what God is talking about. It's practicing that as a way of our lifestyle. And he says, the kingdom of God ain't going to be for you. Throw me something, mister. Now, nah, you can keep what you got. The devil going to make sure he throws some other stuff at me. 
I'm not going to be calling for your sins and your spirit. I want you to know today, if you're a child of God, if you got sin in your life, it may have not been named today, but it's the such life. If you practice it, it's a way of life. This is who you are. This is what you have allowed to consume your life. You need to do something about that. Don't just see your sin and say, yes, that's my problem, and you leave like that. No, no, no. You are here to hear the word of God, to convict your heart, to persuade you to do something about what is ailing you spiritually as a child of God. So your job is to repent. Your job may be to ask the church to pray for you. If you're not a child of God, you come by hearing his word, believing the same, repenting of our sins, confessing that Jesus is the son of God, and we'll baptize you today for remission of your sins, and you'll be added to God's family. You don't have to leave this place like you came in. That's our invitation to you, and we hope you make the right decision because it has to deal with the eternal kingdom of God. As together we stand and together we sing, why don't you come? Why don't you come?